for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew. It's available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily, and we always appreciate it when you share those on social media. We face the same social media censorship that so many of you do, so when you share, 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 we do appreciate it, and uh, we do notice, so thank you for that. As always, we've got a big show tonight. Uh Definitely remembering the victims of the past, uh, the anniversary of September 11th, perhaps the most tragic day uh, in American history. Certainly, we could go down the whole what we were doing that day and uh, all this, but we're going to tie that into how that compares to where we are at now with resident Joe Biden, the resident in chief who seems to be doing really nothing for 9-11. Um, not a big commemorative celebration like we're used to seeing for the victims on this day. Uh, Joe Biden has been sleepwalking, you might say, but he's been doing that throughout his entire presidency. So it is no surprise that he's not making a big deal out of 9-11 because the guy has just gotten off of vacation after vacation and never seems to work hard and only does what his handlers have told him to do, which we all know uh, the guy's not even using his own social media accounts. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And uh, what's it like there in New York City for this huge anniversary? Andrew, I'm doing great. Glad all of our listeners could tune in. And as you said, definitely we're up on the anniversary, the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. And New York City, as for the past 22 years, has always put on a production of sorts uh, starting with the reading of the individuals who lost their lives when the first airplane struck the World Trade Center. And then again, it takes up again when the uh, second uh, airplane struck. And it's almost about, I would say, like a three hour or probably a four hour event that they all assemble at the site of where it took place. It's now called the Oculus, uh, this huge edification. It's really nice. Can't remember the artist who uh, created. I would definitely encourage you all to Google it or go to DuckDuckGo rather and uh, uh, DuckDuck Oculus uh, World Trade Center. And it's really nice. But so what happens is that they assemble a stage where the towers used to be, which is now these huge pools, infinity pools that are it's really gorgeous. And then members of the I think two, nearly 2000 something people who lost their lives, they get up and they start calling out the names of their uh, deceased. A lot of people think that it's, you know, it's time that we move beyond it. Why do this? We've been doing it for the past 22 years. Well, 21 years, this is the 22nd year. Uh, why do we need the readings of the names? And some say that it's for remembrance. We need to remember what happened. Uh, the pools are there, reflecting pools that have the names of all of those who lost their lives. And I think it was from just about every country in the world. And there's also a museum there that walks you through what happened. So my position on this is that we need to remember, uh, it's unfortunate that when this happened, I actually was here in the city. Uh, so from those 22 years, there does seem to be a move to forget about this. Well, people will talk about World War I and World War II 
they'll even talk somewhat about Pearl Harbor, but not as much. But it, there seems to be a move in our society to forget about the past. And if you forget the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And I am afraid because there are a lot of millennials and Gen Zers or Gen Xers that don't know what happened here, Andrew, on our soil. And that's because of the lack of education that they're being given about this. It's by design. And when I say by design, it's on purpose. They want people to forget. They don't want you to remember what happened. And the reason being is that they can't get any mileage out of it. Now, some of you will say, well, that's your viewpoint. We do need to move on. We move on from everything else. Well, why haven't we moved on from slavery? Why do we keep talking about that? Oh, well, that's important. Why is it important? Now, I agree it's important. But I want them, they, the days out there to tell me why we have to bring it up all the time whenever we talk about anything. Well, because they can elicit an emotional, uh, emotions from people. But 9-11, they can do the same thing, but they only want that from those families. And there's yeah. a certain t place in time that they wanted, Andrew. Yeah, you're right, Rob. And uh, we saw this a couple of years ago after January 6th, right, where people were actually trying to compare January 6th to 9-11. And uh, we've seen people who weren't born or were only one or two years old when 9-11 happened try and do the same thing. And that's just such a slap in the face to the victims of 9-11. Um, it, it just goes to show you the media will use the mass hysteria from a real tragedy like 9-11 and use it for political reasons to try and lump it in with um, Trump supporters uh, protesting the stolen election, like that these things are comparable. They're not comparable. And uh, that was a slap in the face to all the victims of 9-11 for many of the Democrats to even compare the two incidents. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to bring that up also. They want to forget about 9-11, but when it's time to mention Jan 6, they want to say that it was Jan 6 was one of the worst things that happened surpassing 9-11, which is completely a lie, is a, a big, fat lie. But they want to compare the two and say, oh, this was worse than 9-11. And I actually had a conversation with some people the other day, and they were saying, well, don't you think uh, Jan 6 was bad? It, it doesn't matter what I think about Jan 6. Because I'm going to ask you, what about the riots that took place during the summer of 2020? And people will say, oh, well, that was needed because of George Floyd. No, that was not. And it just goes back to something that we had discussed last week, I think, Heather Robinson and I. And you and I, Andrew, we've definitely talked about it on the show, is how dangerous the media has become. They are, in fact, an enemy of the people. Whether you want to believe it or accept it or not, the media is an enemy of the people. They are extremely dangerous. And I know that they're mentioned in the Constitution. And I remember saying once that maybe we need to rethink this idea of the free press. And I know Heather said, well, no, we, we have to be careful. And I understand we do have to be careful. But if we're going to take away citizens' rights, you look at the governor of New Mexico. Who wants to suspend the Second Amendment and take away all the guns? And she's saying, I, I need to do this. This is important. Well, no, Miss Mayor. All you need to do is enforce the laws. You don't need to take away the Second Amendment. And people will be so gullible because of the way the media will present it. And they'll say, well, yeah, we need to to get rid of all the guns. And we've said before, it's an old saying, guns don't kill people. People kill people. 
And if you make certain that people are obeying the laws, you would see few deaths. Why is that so difficult to comprehend? Well, it's difficult because you have a media, a dangerous media, an apparatus that knows that they control the narrative. And I know people say, but people don't trust the media anymore. I get that. But where else do you get your news from other than the media? And you get it from social media. So when I say media, I'm including social media also, as well as print media and broadcast media. This group of people have become a very, I mean, threat to democracy because they will report what they want to report. And if they have a party in favor, that's the party that they will support and put their narratives out there. So when you look at 9-11 and you see how they're trying to diminish it and make it seem as if though it didn't happen, and why is that? Well, because we don't want to attack you know, our Muslim brothers and sisters and the, and the Islamic faith, and we're not attacking them. But we are saying that there is a certain element within that religion that are radicals. The same way the left wants to say that Christians are radicals. Yes, there are some radical Christians. And I can name a few. All those Christian uh, outfits that want to allow gays and trans in the pulpit, they say that's okay. That's radical. It is radicalism. That is the very antithesis as to what the Christian faith is about. And people say, oh, no, you don't understand the Bible. I understand the Bible. Well, you're taking it too literally. Or whatever way am I supposed to take it? To look at it through your eyes of trying to change things? No. I mean, I look at Oprah Winfrey. To me, she is the biggest hypocrite that's going. No, she has a lot of good, and she does a lot of good things and whatnot, but then it stops. She's not God. And her, there are 12 ways to get into heaven. No, Oprah, I'm sorry, there aren't. But I don't want to deviate. I want to go back to what I was saying about 9-11 and how they're trying to just, like, wash it out and get rid of it until they want to compare it to Jan 6. As you said, Andrew, apples and oranges. You can't even do that. But because there's a generation of people that don't understand what happened on 9-11. And that's by design. They don't want them to understand it. They want them to forget about it because if they think about it, they'll say, oh, well, we had some bad radical Islam, Islamic uh, people that had something to do with the Muslims. So they can't do it. So now that brings us to the current person residing in the White House who's sleepwalking. I like that, sleepwalking. Been sleepwalking for the past uh, uh, three years or so. Who is overseas now, the G Summit. I don't even know why he's there, because even then, he turns a lid on everything. He doesn't go out and speak very much. He's in his hotel room, and I understand that. The man is 80 years old, and he's suffering from dementia. No, he is. Don't tell me that he isn't. He is. And how the American people are okay with that, and not up at arms, and aren't saying we need to invoke the 25th Amendment. Don't impeach him and invoke the 25th Amendment. Get rid of him. Then some will say, yeah, but we get rid of him, we'll have Kamala Harris. Not my fault. I didn't vote for these people. Okay. I did not vote for them. But he should not be in the White House. He is a threat to our national security. The man has dementia. The other day, he was awarding this uh, veteran. Once he put the medal on him, he wandered off stage. And then we're told, oh, but he had nothing else to do. He was supposed to. No, he wasn't. He was supposed to stand right there while the guy gave remarks. But Biden didn't know that. He forgot where he was. So he's like, let me just wander off stage and go back to my milk and cookies. Andrew, did you see that? It was an embarrassment. And the person he was putting the medal on was much older than him. I think that guy was like 91 or 92. 
And then Joe just wandered off. It was embarrassing. And the media just said, oh, it was, it's okay. And that's the reason why I say they are the enemy of the people. Because right. it was, if it was a true and, and free press, Andrew, they would have called this out and said, this does not look good. Right. That's what we've been saying about Biden, right? It's not just the age. The guy's just got dementia. I mean, we see all these old World War II veterans who are way sharper than resident Biden, and they're 15 to 20 years older than he is. I mean, uh, it's clear for anyone that's paying attention, this guy has lost about five or six steps. I mean, if you look at Joe Biden, even when he was vice president, I've said this before, and listen to his speech, it sounds like a completely different person than the guy that they will out there to be the spokesman of the Democrat Party now. Because, uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, obviously this administration is being ran by his handlers and not old Joe Biden, who's probably in bed by seven o'clock every night, only goes to the G7 to, for a little vacation. Uh, this guy is way past his prime. Way past his prime. And I'm glad you mentioned that it's not just the age, because I know that we've been talking about that, and that has like marinated it away in the media that they keep talking about the age. And of course they want to do that. So they, they want to do that rather so that they can uh, talk about Trump's age. It's not just that. And see, this is the other thing that just drives me crazy because the media knows exactly what we're talking about when we're saying the age is more than just that. It's the cognitive ability, which he does not have. But what will they do? Oh, the age. Well, Donald Trump, look at his age. And can't we get older people, I mean, younger people and a new generation? This is all part of the narrative that the media has created. And they want us to think that it's the age, because if they say age, then they can lump Donald Trump in. Okay, but I don't see you lumping in uh, Warren Buffett. I don't see anyone challenging his cognitive ability. But they want to, because anything that they can use to slight Trump They'll do it. It's about the cognitive ability, which Joe does not have, just like Diane Feinstein, just like Mitch McConnell. And now we hear that 80-year-old Nancy Pelosi is saying that she's going to run again for the House of Representatives. Why can't these people stop? And the reason she's running, because they probably looked out in the field and said, there's no one else that we could get that will support her. And if we try to go with someone young, there's a possibility that there might be a young upstart Republican that could take the person on. So let's just keep her there, roll her out, although she sounds as if though she's drunk half the time and she's slurring her words, but we're going to well, keep her there. Well, uh, with all the money laundering in Ukraine, I don't think Nancy wants to take herself out of the game. All these politicians are trying to stay in now uh, while we're giving all this money to Ukraine because magically their net worths keep going up every time we get into a war or a conflict. And, and these are things that people, if they were just to stop and look and understand, this is what's happening. The media is giving these individuals cover because they want to keep them in place because right now they see Donald Trump as being an existential threat, which he isn't and if people just again and we said this before the man is bombastic he should shut up sometimes when he's talking because he steps over his message his policies are good but it's the personality that people don't like i get it i understand it and i see that i see it every day but 
He loves America. And he's fighting for America. And what he's saying now is the exact same thing that he said 30 years ago or some odd years ago. Biden has flip-flopped along the way. He wants to put black people in jail in 95 because he says that they're predators. He says there should be no gay marriage. He says that the country, you go to a 7-Eleven, there's nothing but Indians. Fast forward, it's like, oh, well, maybe I, I, I don't want to say that now. I want to say something else. I mean, and you, you're allowed to change your position. Okay, don't get me wrong. You can change it. But when you want to go hardcore and then you want to accuse the other side, oh, well, you're changing your position. It's like, but you did the same thing. These are just a basic facts that I wish people would just stop and just see for themselves, but they can't because you have a media that's feeding them a bunch of propaganda. I'm part of it. I went to journalism school. And when I look at my fellow professionals and I, I shake my head because I'm like, this has nothing to do with journalism and how it has to do with propaganda. It's all propaganda. And I look at that character, Joe Scarborough. And I like, are you serious? He didn't even go to journalism school. He's a failed politician. He might have been an attorney. I don't know. But I shake my head because if people were really tuned in and were just to take a step back and say, wait a minute, this is the reason why we remember 9-11, because we don't want to forget. We remember 9-11 so that something like that won't happen again. We'll keep our guards up and we will realize that there are people in the world that don't necessarily agree with our Western lifestyle. That's it, plain and simple. They don't agree with our lifestyle. They don't agree with our democracy. And we're trying to push transgenders and gay rights and all this in all these countries. They don't agree with that. And that's okay. That's their country. We shouldn't try to force them to accept it or to agree with it. Look at Africa. They want to force it on them. Why? Maybe it works here, but it doesn't work there. They don't want it. Now, I'm not saying they should go around and kill gay people. No, that's wrong. But we can't force our democracy on someone else because it simply does not work the same way their way of governing will not work here. And look at where we are with them trying to push communism and socialism. It's not working. We're at each other's throats. But people can't see it because the media is trying to cover it up. And they're doing a damn good job. And doing that. And we do have mediums on the right, but they seem to be afraid of their shadow. They want to be in the in crowd. But here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, Andrew, we're going to speak about it every chance we get. I know it becomes tiresome at times. It's like, are we making a difference? But we have to keep our voices there, Andrew, for the people. Right. And President Trump is that shining bastion of freedom that we need in the White House in 2020. As far as I'm concerned, we're voting to stay out of a war. Uh, we're voting for our children to keep this perversion and filth out of schools. We're voting against mask and vaccine mandates that the Democrats are sure to bring back. I mean, our liberty, our way of life, everything is on the line this next election, and we have to get it right. And uh, to me, that's voting for President Trump because he's going to shake up. Uh, this establishment. That's exactly why they do not want him in. I mean, Mitch McConnell came out and said his biggest criticism of Joe Biden is he's not sending Ukraine money fast enough. That's just how out of touch a lot of these Republicans are with uh, the voters and their own party. I feel like President Trump's one of the few that actually get it. 
You guys are tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast on the America Out Loud iHeartRadio channel. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save with the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Sandra, I look around and I look at young people who are out there, uh, not, as I said, we said in the first block, not being completely uh, aware as to the sacrifices that were made on 9-11. And of course, after 9-11, we somehow stumbled into a war with Iraq, a war that Donald Trump called out and said it was useless. We should have never gone there when he ran for the presidency in 2016. And the party establishment, I mean, they went bonkers and said, oh my God, how dare you? Even Bush, the second Bush, he gave speeches and saying, oh, I was looking for weapons of mass destruction. Is it there? Is it here? Oh, no, it's not there. It became a joke because he knew we shouldn't have gone there. And what he should have just said is that I'm going after, what was the guy's name? Saddam Hussein, who tried to take out my father and who embarrassed my father during the first Gulf War. He should have just said it. 
But this whole thing with there were there's weapons of mass destruction in uh, Iraq, and that's the reason why we needed to go there, you know, as to say, hey, you guys did this to us in America. And they weren't the enemy. It was these radicals from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And let's remember who Colin Powell was before he came out and said that there were weapons of mass destruction in um Iraq. I mean, this guy was Barack Obama before Barack Obama. People thought he would be the first black president of the United States. That's how highly regarded Colin Powell was. And when he came out and shilled for the establishment war machine and said that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and that ended up being false, he lost all credibility. I've never seen someone go downhill uh, as quickly as Colin Powell. And to think that he still supported the establishment would not call the establishment out after they basically just destroyed his reputation as to the politician that he was but he was beholden to the establishment completely beholden to it so when trump came out and just like said we should have never gone there if you remember i'm sure a lot of you um the media won't show it but go to duck duck go you look at that the episode of the debate when trump just went like scorched earth on Jeb Bush, another party establishment favor, and said, we should have never gone to Iraq. You know it. The American people know it. And your brother knows it. We should have never gone there. And people, oh, my God, how dare you? You're not supposed to reveal our dirty little secret. We're not supposed to let people know that we shouldn't have gone there. I mean, the damage was done, but he called it out. And then fast forward, if anything, went go to Afghanistan where Bin Laden was. And we have to, you know, give credit to him. Credit is due because Barack Obama and his administration took him out. But you, you see how they don't talk about it anymore? Is it though it was a bad thing to take him out? Even when they took him out, remember here in New York City, right above where I live, the World Trade Center, there were people outside jubilant. And they were saying, hooray, hooray, we did it, we did it after all these years. And then you had people on the news saying, oh, I don't recognize this America. How dare we do that? How could we celebrate the loss of a life? But we're celebrating the loss of a failed life, a life of a person who should not ex existed because of what he had done down through the years. Now, we also have to remember that it was because of America that bin Laden existed because we took sides when Afghanistan was fighting with Iran. And we gave him weapons. We funded him. And then he flipped the script and turned on us. This is history that people are completely unaware of. This is history that people, kids aren't taught in schools because they want to clean it up. They want to change it up. History is ugly. Yeah. It's and a dirty. Lot, a lot of people didn't know that. We saw history repeat itself with the Afghanistan withdrawal and all the weapons that uh, the United States government under Joe Biden's watch left the terrorist. And that's what I was going to lead up to. Afghanistan to coincide with the 9-11 celebration. Because if you remember, it was back in August, I think it was August 14th, 13th, when we withdrew from Afghanistan, when Joe Biden first took office. Now, of course, Trump said that we need to get out of Afghanistan. We need to bring our troops home. There's no need of being there. There was a plan that was laid out that no one had really looked at to say how these are the mechanics of it. Let's do it. What happened is that Joe went into office after the 2020 election saw the plan and say, hey, we're going to implement this and we're going to take credit for it. But neither he or Mark Milley actually sat down and said, like, let's think of the logistics. Now, Mark Milley, to his credit, he said, 
Joe, don't do it. We can't do it all at once. The Mark Milley who went to school with Richard Levin, who's now walking around as Rachel Levin, who's serving in the Biden administration in some healthcare capacity, telling parents, oh, it's okay to have gender reaffirming surgery, which is actually genitalia mutilation, which we were against some 10 years ago when Africans were doing it. Now we're okay with it. And we're trying to call it gender reaffirming surgery. But back to my story, Mark Millett. He said, no, we should not move out all at once. And all of Biden's generals told him not to do it. But Biden saw an opportunity. Hey, I can get the troops out of there. I can take credit for it. And then on 9-11, I can say it is over. But it didn't work out that way. And we know that it didn't work out that way. How do we know? Because there's tapes. We can see the video. You can sit and look at it. You don't need the media to interpret it for you. You can see it with your own eyes. That we tried to rush out of there on this huge plane giving up the airport to the radicals. And then we saw people falling off the planes, mothers trying to throw their children up to get them out of Afghanistan because they knew what was going to happen. We had Colonel Julie Hall to come on here. And she denounced the sudden withdrawal. All those people left behind, and we told them, we're going to stay with you. We're going to protect you. Think about the translators that helped us, that were in the trenches with us. Screw them. Forget about them. We had a gentleman on here, Falut, who spoke about this. We're just going to get out. And then it failed because 13 soldiers lost their lives. Now, there were other people that lost their lives, some of the citizens that were there. And then it's retribution. Joe Biden said, oh, well, we're going to uh, attack. We're going to let off some bombs. Then we killed another family member. And it, the, the process just kept going. We kept failing and failing and failing. And of course, the media, oh, don't pay any attention to it. It's okay. And then when they bought the 13 soldiers home, their bodies home, Joe's on the tarmac, he and his wife in black, and he's checking his watch. Now, some would say, oh, you can't put that on him. He was looking for something else. It doesn't matter. He shouldn't have done it. Someone should have nudged him and say, Joe, not now. Also, you know, these family members that are there that are crying and grieving, Andrew. Yeah, and he had the nerve to look these family members in the eye and lie to them and act like he lost his son, Bo, in war when, in fact, he died of cancer. I mean, he blatantly lied to them, and a lot of them have came out and said that was very offensive to them that he would draw the comparison. Well, and the media was okay with it. You know why? Because they said whenever Joe talks about something about death, he can connect to the people. So he, once the soldiers came home, their bodies came home, and Joe's on the tarmac looking at his watch. And then they went to a private meeting. meeting, And what does Joe say? Oh, I know how you feel because I lost my son, Bo, and he died. And, and they started playing the violin, the media. Oh, Joe is connecting to the people. The same way Joe tried to connect to the people when he was on the campaign trail, talking about, oh, I lost my wife and my daughter and, you know, a, a drunk driver. And we know that that did not happen. His wife and daughter did die. But there was a little bit more to the person they were claimed to be a drunk driver. They just, like, muddied this guy's reputation up. Fast forward to Hawaii, the fires in Hawaii, which Joe refused to go to. Then finally he got around to it. Although he was going on vacations and going everywhere else, he finally went to Hawaii. And then when he starts talking to the people there, he said, oh, well, I knew what you like because, you know, back some years ago, I caught a, I had a house fire. And I almost lost my wife and my house and my cat. These people just lost everything. A hundred people died and still counting. And you want to talk about losing – you almost lost your wife and a cat and a house fire because of a pan that caught fire? And that wasn't the case. The pan caught fire, but it didn't burn down your house. 
And then you're going to leave the people saying, I'm going to give you all, I guess, about $700. Meanwhile, just sign up on a bill to give Ukraine 48 more billion dollars. And for what? Oh, well, we've got to protect their borders. And this is about freedom. Okay, it's about freedom. But look at our borders. Look at our southern borders. They're just being eroded. You're letting people come here. They haven't been vaxxed. They don't have to be vaxxed. And they're now, there's a burden on our school system. Because we need to hire teachers that speak Spanish. And they don't have to be vaxxed, by the way. And now you have these mayors in these liberal cities that are saying, oh, we're, we're, we're at capacity. We're bursting at the seams. Look at Eric Adams, the failed mayor that he is, saying, we can't do this. You need to take care of this. And it's the more Republicans. They caused this. No, they didn't cause it. It was Joe Biden. <laughs> Because Trump wanted to build a wall. He was unsuccessful in building the wall because he had a few rhino Republicans that didn't want to build a wall because they were looking at, oh, this is cheap labor coming over here, and we can use this. So you have all these people coming here, and no, they're not immigrants. They're illegal aliens. Stop saying they're immigrants. The Constitution, which, yes, some will say, oh, it's outdated, but it's the best document that we have, and if you don't like something that's in it, you do an amendment. But some of you don't know that because it's not being taught in our history classes in school. I mean, it's like all this stuff connects, and because people have not been educated, the lack of education, because of our failed systems, they don't know this stuff. But going back to my story with Hawaii, so Joe is saying, oh, well, I'll give you guys about, let's see, $700, but I'm going to give your taxpayer dollars, the $48 billion to Ukraine on a war that we were told almost a year ago would be over before it started, and we're still in it, and we're going to stay in it because Putin is not budging. Ukraine isn't budging. Neither side wants to give in. And as Trump said, I will go in and I can settle this thing within a matter of time. And the media, oh, he said he'll do it within an hour. He can't do it within an hour. Of course he can't. He was just rhetorically speaking, and you guys know it. But you want to report out to the masses, oh, he said he'll do it within an hour. And we knew he can't do it. And what do people do like sheeples? Oh, that's right. He's lying again. He can't do it within an hour. Well, have you not ever spoken about, thought, thought, heard about hyperbole, speaking, thinking in rhetorical terms? Just saying that they will do it, but they're not going to do it then. Just as someone saying, oh, it's taking Christmas. You're moving slow as Christmas. You see how we forget? We forget all about this. We suspend reality for this nonsense that the media is putting out there. And I shake my head. I'm like, oh, my God, how do you win against this? Because they keep coming up with nonsense that make absolutely no sense. But they're like, oh, no, oh, no, this is it. So I just gave you guys a brief history lesson within that short time frame, a history lesson that you won't get in our schools, a history lesson that the media won't give you because they're, they're busy creating a narrative of hate. It's you against them as opposed to saying we're all Americans. Remember Barack Obama said that. I think it was in 20, 2004, it might have been. Let me see. Yeah, 2004, when John Kerry was running for office. And they gave him a prime time uh, speech during the Democratic Convention. And he came out and said, this is, we're not red America. We're not blue America. We are the United States of America. And it's one blood. And everyone, oh, this is a beautiful speech. And I'm like, yeah, that's all it is, is a speech. Because does he mean it? No, he didn't mean it. Fast forward, when he was in office, he didn't mean it. He was the most divisive president ever. But people liked him because of what they were portraying, because of what the media was seeing. And what they were able to spin. But when you look at it and peel back the onions, you'll say that he was just an empty suit. 
didn't mean us any good. He wasn't trying to help us out. But we don't know that because we see the character that they have created in the media. The same thing with Roosevelt, the same thing with many of our other presidents that they've created. And then you go back beyond that, you'll see that a lot of our presidents were rebel rousers. They want these little goody-goody two-shoe people that we read in the uh, history book. But we don't know that because we didn't have social media then. And we didn't have access to the things that we have now. But now that we have it, the media has still managed to take control and change the narrative to the way they want it, to, for people to think the way they want them to think. And that's extremely dangerous because you're not getting all sides. You're not getting the truth. The truth is there somewhere, but you're not getting it. You're getting what they want you to see. So now that we're up on the anniversary of 9-11, of course, the media has no intent to tell you what actually happened and how we got here. But every so often, when they want to use the 9-11 families to go against the LIB golf tour and say, oh, look at that. They were trying to promote this, but they, some of them, they, Saudi Arabia, they were responsible for the 9-11 attackers. And look at who's supporting it. It's Donald Trump. To elicit hate, to elicit dislike, because they know, hey, if we bring this up now, oh, they'll hate Trump even more. Yeah, but you folks don't even want to talk about 9-11. You don't even want to cover it. You want us to forget about it, especially now, because when people think about it now, they'll remember the failed withdrawal from Afghanistan. Compliments of Joe Biden. Now, Joe will say, oh, well, Trump put the plan out there. Yeah, but did you bother to work with your generals to say, how are we going to implement this plan? No. You just know, hey, if we mess up, we'll just blame someone else. And initially, Andrew, they didn't know who to blame because the media didn't want to cover it. They were like, oh, my God, Joe, he just screwed up. What do we do? Then they thought about it. Oh, I know. We'll blame Trump. We'll blame Trump for everything. The same way Eric Adams wants to blame Trump and the Republicans for the illegal aliens that are here in New York City. He had nothing to do with that. He was out of office. Joe was in office. Why would you blame him? Well, I can't blame him because they might come down hard on me. This is what our country has become. This is what we have gotten to. No one wants to accept reality. It's best just to live in a, a fake world with my little views and thinking what I'm thinking because that's what the media is telling me as opposed to dig, dig deeper and say, wait a minute, what aren't they telling me? Why can't I think for myself? Why, why is it that they keep trying to run these things down or throw the narratives that they want? Well, they're doing it because they don't want you to know the truth. They want you to buy into their fake narrative because it makes them feel good. And they know if we can get you to buy into the fake narrative, you will vote the way we want you to vote. And you won't think about what you're actually doing, that you're destroying the country. And Andrew, that's most unfortunate. Yeah, you nailed it, Rob. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Rob and Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Rob and Andrew. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation we know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time.
America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. We're back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. We're continuing our discussion on 9-11, the Biden administration, how the media wants us to forget about that tragic day. And uh, people like Ilan Omar, people in our own Congress coming out and just saying uh, some people did something, completely playing it down that it was a bunch of uh, radical terrorists who did this. Uh, And the media won't come out and say that anymore either. They just completely skate around the issue, uh, which is really sad. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on uh, the media just trying to make us all forget what really happened that day and keep trying to uh, distract and uh, push it on to other things? Well, see, that's the danger of having a corrupt media that's biased. And I know that some of our listeners or first time listeners that are hearing this are probably saying, what does he know? He's not he doesn't understand what the media is doing and uh, yada, yada, yada. But it is not the responsibility of the media to take sides. They're supposed to be fair, accurate and without bias, but we don't see that. And that is the reason why they're not holding a lot of politicians feet to the fire when it comes to 9-11 or any of the other things that are taking place in our country because they've picked sides and they know that if we report the story this way, this group of people will appreciate it and they will like it. And we have a narrative out and we wanna make certain that it, our, our narrative stays true to the party that we favor, which is unfortunately the Democrat Party. And I know someone say, well, but you got Fox News, you got Newsmax, you got One American News, you got this, that. Right. But the reach that they have isn't like the reach of the CNNs and MSNBC, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the LA Times, PBS, which is a publicly broadcast station that we're funding with our taxpayer dollars and we should stop funding it. I don't know why no one has said, let's just stop funding it. That's not a difficult thing to do, Andrew, to just say we're not going to fund it anymore. If you're going to be biased, we're not going to fund it. 
The same way with these investigations that are going on with the indictments that the media is making people think it's true. Trump's been indicted 91 times. Yeah, but when you look at it, all the indictments are saying the exact same thing. It's just a word smithing. I'm a writer. I know that. It's word smithing. Okay. And when you really look at the Constitution, when you look at the law and say, wait a minute, they don't have legal precedence over this. Oh, well, yeah, he did something wrong because he was indicted. You can indict an egg sandwich. But see, these are things that people don't know because the media is making it seem as if though he's done something wrong. Whereas you look at Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, because if you say Hunter Biden, well, Hunter Biden isn't the president. Okay, fine. But as I said, Hunter Biden has white privilege because if Hunter Biden was a black man, Hunter Biden would be in jail because Hunter Biden is a convicted felon who had a gun. I go back to Jesse Jackson Jr. 12 months, 13 months in jail. For campaign finance, using his campaign money to buy furs and minks and jewelry and all this other stuff, they threw his butt in jail and said, you ain't coming out. He wanted to be pardoned. Obama wouldn't pardon him. Joe wouldn't pardon him. But when it comes to Hunter Biden, oh, we got to keep him out. Why? And you guys have got to also remember, because this is all centered around, again, you know, 9-11 when we opened up. We're talking about how the media doesn't want you guys to remember it, don't want you to know about it, just want to just put it out like, oh, it's gone, it happened. You look at Joe Biden and this man who, for the longest, denied having a seventh grandchild until a writer for the New York Times just wrote a piece that excoriated both he and his wife, Jill, and said, how could you ignore this child? This is your flesh and blood, Joe. This is your grandchild. You're going to recognize all the other grandchildren, but you're not going to recognize this grandchild because of the way the grandchild was conceived. Hunter Biden had a fling with a stripper. He didn't want to acknowledge it. He said the kid wasn't his. They had a blood test. The kid was his. But still, he, he doesn't want to acknowledge the kid. And then he told you all, don't acknowledge this kid because if you do, it's going to make send me bonkers. So they decided not to acknowledge the kid. But then once Maureen Dow wrote her piece on it, they said, oh, OK, we got a seventh grandchild. This is a man we're supposed to look up to and say, oh, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Oh, he's so good. He has all these family values? Who allowed 13 soldiers to be killed because of his incompetence? Now, and I just told you during the first blog that he didn't even want to speak with his generals, and they cautioned him and said, Joe, you can't do it this way. But he did it because he was looking for a layup so that he could say on 9-11, oh, look at what I did, but it didn't happen that way. So now it's like, let's forget about it. The media didn't want to cover it, and then everything else that came after it, with him speaking to the victim's family, talking about Bo and how Bo died, it's like that didn't work. So it's, let's just best let's just forget about this. Let's pretend as if it doesn't exist. We won't report on it. None of the news agencies, outlets will report on it, and it will be as if though people never knew about it. And that's what happened. You talk about Afghanistan withdrawal. They say what? When was that? Oh, you're talking about when Bin Laden? No, we're talking about. Nine, we're talking about the Afghanistan when they, on 2021 in August, when they left and they left the country unprotected. And now the country, look at it now, no one even wants to talk about the damage that's been done. No one even wants to talk about how we failed the women there. We told them go to school, go to college, and now they're being beaten. No one wants to talk about it. Where are the women's rights group? Oh, well, where are they when they're talking about transgenders and talking about men participating in women's sports? They're nowhere to be seen. And the media won't call them out. 
So we go along thinking, oh, the country is just, we're trying to make it happen. And, you know, as long as we can keep Trump out because he's the worst person ever, he's just an evil man. Whereas you got the devils sitting in the White House, screwing up everything. But the media wants you to think that it's okay. The same way they don't want you to remember 9-11 and what happened. The same way they don't want you to remember Joe's failed policies when we left Afghanistan, leaving behind 13 dead soldiers. The people, the promise that we said we're going to give them, we just left it all behind with our artillery. 20 years from now, people will look back and say, well, what happened there? Well, what did we do? And hopefully they'll be able to go back to this show and say, here, here's where the real news is. They were talking about it. So what actually happened? Like I said, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. You can see the, the, the footage, the video footage. People falling from the airplanes, trying to get out of Afghanistan because they knew what was going to happen once the radicals took over. The sheep herders living up in the mountains. No one wants to talk about it. And this isn't our first rodeo with Afghanistan. Some 40 years ago, we had issues with Afghanistan. And it continues to happen. Because we haven't learned the lesson. We keep thinking that they want our Western values. They want our Western ways. They don't want it. It's a different mindset there. But we won't learn the lesson. Fast forward, we have about 50,000 Afghanistanians here living across the country. A huge voting block. Some of these individuals that are here are probably terrorist groups. Just like the guy who came from Venezuela, who escaped from an American prison, came here illegally. I guess he's a, uh, an immigrant also. No, he wasn't an immigrant. He's an illegal alien who came here because of our open door border policy, just like so many others. Lying in wait, waiting to strike. Now, if we're going to take away the guns, because we say the guns are bad, why don't we take away these bad people because they're bad? But see, the media won't delve into that. The media won't explain that to you. They only be one-sided because they know if we appeal to the emotional value of part of them, they'll forget everything else. Just apply to the emotions. And they'll forget about that, wait a minute, this just doesn't quite make sense here. Because if we shut the borders, maybe we could shut out some of these bad elements that are coming here. These drugs that are coming here. People are dying all over from fentanyl. Oh, we got to do this. And then we let people shoot up on the streets. This is the America that we want? Then when I hear this talk about, we'll probably talk about this later on in the week, Gavin Newsom, and he should run for the president, and he's this guy, he has a great head of hair, and he looks great, and he's this. I don't get it. Looks will only take you so far as far as running the country and being able to run the country. Yes, you can get hired. Many people have gotten hired, and they've got by because of their looks. But when it's time to hit the feet to the pavement, what are you bringing to the table, Gavin Newsom? Nothing. He failed in California. The media won't talk about it. They'll make it seem as if, though, oh, it's Shangri-La. California's looking like a shithole now. Remember Donald Trump said that some of these third world countries are like shitholes and you guys went ballistic? So now, are you going to go ballistic because Gavin Newsom has made California a shithole? Or are we going to congratulate him? See, Democrats, they fail up. They don't fail down. Look at Kamala Harris. She ran for the presidency. She attacked Joe rather viciously, and I mean, she made some strides, but then she was taken down by Gabby Tulsi Gabbard, where she exposed her for putting black men in jail and then hiding exculpatory information so that they couldn't get out. 
You mean black people going to rally behind her and say, oh, yeah, make her our leader. Make her the next president. This cackling idiot. Yeah, well, she probably says, well, the Democrats have done it before because before this last election, they called Joe 1% Joe because that's what he used to pull in in all these presidential elections. And uh, that's pretty much where Kamala Harris was at. So maybe that gives her hope that one day uh, she can improve her popularity as well. Well, she can pull her popularity on her knees. I mean, let's just be honest. Let's not hide behind that. No, I'm not making fun of her. I'm just speaking truth to power. I mean, you want to speak truth to power and say that, uh, what's her name, Melania Trump is posing nude, although she, albeit she was a model, and models do that. Uh, that's art. You would think that liberals would be okay with it because it's art. They like all kinds of art, but it's only when it serves their purpose, as I was mentioning. When it serves their purpose, and when the media wants to say, oh, this is okay, art, that's when it's okay. But we want to use it to deride someone. It's like, oh, it's not okay. Why would this person do this? It's like, seriously? So there you have these characters, as I mentioned, that are no good, but they're going to try to put them out there and say, oh, this person, we want them. We want, we, we like them. But they're not good. They're not effective. And we have to look at what, again, what aren't they telling us? What are they trying to hide from us so that we can't know the truth? Because the truth to them is like kryptonite. It's like, oh, no, we don't want them. Oh, we, we, they can't know about that. We just got to make sense. We keep that out. So here we are up on the anniversary, as I mentioned, on 9-11. And as far as the facts, the way they are, and how, what led us to that, how we got there, a lot of folks don't know. A lot of kids don't know. A lot of adults don't know because they're hiding it from you. They don't want you to know about it because it's not part of the narrative that they want to talk about. So all the more reason Joe Biden would be overseas. Did the G summit. Now, of course, the G summit is important, but you would think he would say, while I'm here, we're going to mention 9-11. We're going to say something about it. The 2,000 or so individuals who died. But nope, we can't do that. It's just best we move on because if we mention that, then we'll have to talk about my failed withdrawal from Afghanistan, where innocent Americans lost their lives. And then when they came home to rest, I was too busy looking at my watch that I could not pay attention to their caskets being, uh, coming here. And then when I did, when I got to meet with the family, I gave them some old story about, oh, well, remember what happened with uh, my, my son, Bo? It's like, but Bo isn't what we want to talk about. So why are we talking about Bo? But, you know, the media, they're okay. They, they want you to think and to see that as opposed to knowing what actually happened. The truth. As they say, the truth is there somewhere, but where is it? Hey, we, we, you can't talk about that. You know, we don't, we don't want you to talk about it. We want you to know our truth, the way we present it. And that's the reason why we have to be careful. We have to make certain that future generations know what happened in our society. Future generations understand where we are. And that a lot of things that they're telling us just isn't true. A lot of things that the media is telling us. They want us to know what they want us to know. As opposed to actually understanding, how did we get here? Now, just imagine the country that we would be if people fully understood about or knew about the country. And, you know, and then there's always this push with, oh, well, we want to make certain that we're teaching history the right way. And we want to make certain that this is, it's like, yeah, but you're, you're not doing it. You're, 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 you are obfuscating. You're not being truthful to the American people. 
You're only giving them what you want them to know and not what they should know, which is dangerous. It's absolutely dangerous. But how did we get here? We got here because people decided to look the other way and not pay attention. Oh, and just by the way, just thinking about Joe being overseas, I heard that he shook hands with some Saudi uh, official. And this is the same Saudi Arabia that the media is constantly saying, well, they killed Sh uh, Sh Shagashi or whatever that journalist's name, and they derided Trump about it. But here you have Tr Joe Biden. He gave him a fist bump during COVID, shaking the man's hand. And the media won't say anything about it, and they're hoping that you don't remember it. They're hoping that you forgot about it. Because if you forgot about it, they won't have to report on it. The same way they don't have to report on Hunter Biden, some of the things that he's doing and what's coming out. But they always manage to report on the indictments, the fake indictments. And they don't go into details because they want you to be mad and angry. Andrew, I got to say, it, it's working. It's working. A lot of people don't understand the intricacies as to what's happening here. It is actually working, and it's very dangerous and harmful to the country. And I hate that. I wish people would just read more or seek out information and be consumers of real news as opposed to just allowing the left to feed them what they want to give them, which is not the truth. But what can you do? How, how do you get there? How, how can you change that? Unless people wake up and say, wait, this does not make any sense. We need to, see, we, we need to start holding the media accountable and looking at what actually happened. And until we get there, we will always be where we are now, Andrew, and that's most unfortunate, as I always end up saying. Yes, indeed. Well said. And uh, definitely uh, keep those uh, victims of 9-11 in our prayers and all the people that are still suffering side effects from that tragic day. Uh, thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Or you can go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>